0: you never heard of hey everybody welcome to the common folk podcast with ben morgan and andy
1: welcome to common folk
2: What do I always say? The the podcast for the people, by the people. That's right. You know, all the people. Yeah. And we got more people today. We do. Yes. Yes. Got a guest back on.
3: I know. This is exciting.
2: It is. She's
3: something special.
2: I told you I was excited about this one. I know. I've been trying to get one. Well, you kind of know
3: her, too. So it's kind of weird, right? Like, I guess small town.
2: My wife knows her way better than I do. Yeah. I knew of her because every once in a while I'd be like, look at this. Look at this post. She's actually over there doing this. I'm like, who's that? I don't know. You should know her. Oh, Okay, geez. Okay, I'll, I'll get to know her here today.
3: Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> funny. Well, we just got back from a trip, so we're kind of like today was a rough, not a rough. I don't want to say a rough mm-hmm. day back to work. But what about for you, Ben?
1: Yeah, yes. I mean, we got back late Saturday. Today is oh, Monday. I even said Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and yesterday was rougher.
3: Yeah, the unpacking
1: mm-hmm.
3: from a long what? trip. Like we packed up.
2: You guys took a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I mean vehicles, about, yeah. all sorts of things. Four-wheeler, toys, dirt bike. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow.
0: Big old trailer. You need, like, a vacation from your vacation.
3: I know. It's yeah. so funny. Someone had said this, and I never—actually, <laughs> it was uh, my chiropractor. She was like, there's a difference between a vacation and a trip. You were going mm. on a trip. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've never heard that before. She's yep. like, because a vacation is yeah. you get on a flight, you have your feet in the sand, or, like, you know, there's yeah. not a ton of work. It's leisurely. You're taking yeah. it easy. I'm like, dang, we totally went on a trip. Yeah,
2: I, I like yeah. trips, though. They're fun. It is. I mean, I went to a wedding um, in Mexico not too long ago, yeah. and I mean, you spend two days on the beach and ordering, you know, pina coladas and stuff, and I got bored. Like, I get bored quick with that. So okay, so I kinda, you wanted yeah to do something. Give me a else. little adventure. You know, let me fumble around a little bit. You guys
3: didn't like go on a hike or like go no. on. No, uh, we did nothing.
2: We didn't do any excursions. No. Okay, which. I was officiating the wedding. Yeah, I got ordained. I was gonna say yeah. you had what? to. D- I'm a what? priest now. Wait, Wait when was why this? didn't you tell us yeah. this? Yeah, you know what? You got somebody you want me to marry? I don't know. Maybe find somebody. My fees I'll are skyrocketing somebody. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Inflation. I was gonna say. Going. What do you
3: charge? <laughs> Is this uh, an online thing that you just do?
2: Uh, I I told the the husband and the. They asked me if I'd do it. And I said, yeah, as long as I don't have to do anything. <laughs> so, like, they, they went and did all the paperwork. I just had to give my ID and all this other stuff. Okay. And so, yeah, my niece actually figured it all out and got it done. So, so it must mm. not
3: be that hard. I think okay. it's pretty
0: easy. My husband got ordained, too.
2: There you go. <laughs> yeah. Like a couple hundred for, bucks. Yeah. For
3: what? For a for, friend's so wedding? it was
0: actually one of my former students. Um, we did their premarital and kind of helped him out with premarital and um, I was Fellowship of Christian Athletes sponsor. And she was my ki- like one of my student athletes kind of all the way through that. Okay. And so she's always wanted us involved in the wedding. And she's kind of like another daughter to us. And so he's, she just went up to Tyler and goes, can you officiate? He goes, uh, I'll have to look that up. And he goes, lucky <laughs> for me, it took like five minutes online. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, okay, it's pretty perfect. easy, I think.
2: Yep. What can yep. you do with it? Besides that, oh, I can, uh, I can do all sorts of <clears throat> services, weddings, uh, funerals. Whatever you name Funerals it, too. yeah. Okay, yeah. wow. But uh I mean, I don't plan on it. I was planning on that one wedding, and that is
3: does it, it expire?
2: Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. I I have a... <laughs> any of the paperwork. This... I signed. I signed like. You know, it like is three... this like
3: your passport and ten years? I signed years? it like three <laughs> times
2: where I was supposed to, and that's all I know. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I know. I know. Ben's
3: like brains. I can just tell. <laughs> You're just like. <laughs> Trying to figure out...
2: I'm going to have to get like a price list together to now. <laughs> <laughs> going to have a common folk wedding over here. Yeah, <laughs> I
3: know. I know.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna have to think what we could use that for. We'll renew you guys' vows because you guys are going stronger now than ever. Right. You know? I mean, next
3: year will be 20. Yeah. Oh.
2: There we go. Yeah. Boom. Right. Bang. Bang, Jeez. boom. All right. We
3: could just renew them right outside oh, yeah. on, the,
2: so, Morgan, on the farm. So, Morgan, we heard the voice. Who did you bring in here today?
3: Yes. So, this is Christina Elder. She, well, I would say that we kind of know each other. Back in the day when we lived in a different town, we worked out together at Orange Theory. Mm-hmm. So just, of course, as social media is, we stayed friends. And mm-hmm. um, I thought she'd be perfect for the podcast. And uh, she lives real close and is a teacher, is a mom, all the things, and does some, in um, your coach, right? Yep. Um, all the stuff. So I just thought it would be. Amazing to talk to somebody that, like we talk about, that is local but does mm-hmm. like extraordinary things right. that most people don't get to do. Yeah, yeah,
2: because you just competed overseas, right? Mm-hmm. Yep,
0: I was in Poland a couple months ago. That's crazy, amazing experience. Yeah. So,
1: so keeping with the uh, the common folk theme, I mean, these are just everyday folks. You know, some of the some of the most common folks on the planet mm-hmm. um, that you were. You know, are in the car next to you when you're driving down the road, or, yeah. you know, at the same restaurant you go to, whatever the case may be. And uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going on out there. So, um, like Morgan said, we wanted to chat about that. Um, you know, kind of who you are, how you became who you are, um, what your accomplishments have been, and what you're doing today. Uh, just kind of in a nutshell there. So, I think if we were to start mm-hmm. um, to to introduce everyone to Christina. Let's talk about um, first of all, um, just just real high level what you do today and then let's bounce back to how you grew up and and kind of what that looked like.
0: All right, yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing being here with you guys and um, I'm all about the common folks, small town, you know, I'm a Nebraska girl through and through. So mm-hmm. it really means a lot. These are the type of podcasts that I like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so as of right now, Um, I'm competing elite masters track and field and so I am I would say I'm more of a long sprinter which is kind of hard I'm like not really middle distance and I'm not a sprinter I'm kind of right in the middle so I specialize in the 400 and the 800 meters Um, and I'm also a teacher I'm a mom of three I've got three little kids and I'm a coach I'm a head track and field coach at Platteview High School I'm obviously a wife Um, so I have a lot of Things that I'm juggling, I have a lot of different hats that I wear, but that's honestly how I love I love life that way. I love being mm-hmm. busy. I love having goals, and I like having different things that I'm focusing on. Um, so yeah, I yeah, I guess that's kind of me in a nutshell. I want a bronze medal. Um, in Poland at World Masters Athletic Championships and so that's kind of like the pinnacle of our sport is the World Championships and so there's athletes from hundreds of different countries that all come to one championship and so that was just the experience alone was amazing and um, trained really hard for a year and came back with a bronze medal individually in the 800. And so standing on that podium was pretty life changing. Um, and I also won a gold medal as part of a relay team while I was wow. over that as well. I so. remember watching that race. When oh it had, it was my posted, goodness. Yeah. Like, on
3: Facebook. I was like, Oh my God.
0: There's nothing quite like your national anthem being played oh, in I bet. Yeah. Turin, Poland in front of a bunch of mm-hmm. foreign people. Like right. it, it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So I think for a lot of people listening, you know, when you get into specific things like that like that sport people don't understand like all the the different categories and levels and so on and so forth yep. what people kind of understand in general is like the olympics you think about track and field you think about the olympics mm-hmm how does that kind of compare to that just to give people perspective? Yeah,
0: that's a great question. Cause that is one thing like even when Omaha magazine did an article about me going to Poland, they were like, you know, get ready for the Olympics. I'm like, it's not the Olympics. Like it is a very (laughs) different thing. And probably the best way to explain that is the Olympics is your top three, um, in terms of track and field in the Olympics is your top three from each country, like just in general. So in the 800 meters, it's your three fastest women, out of all age groups in mm-hmm. your country that I get to go represent. Okay. Um, wow. So they place top three in the Olympic trials, they earn their spot and then they go to the Olympics. Um, for a world masters track and field, everything is age group based. And so you're only competing in your age group. So okay. I am only competing against women that are 35 to 39. Um, and so you get like in the 800, it's you know that that's who you're competing against. You don't have a 25 year old in that age group. Sure. Like it's very age group based, and it's just track and field. Whereas the Olympics is your pinnacle of all the Olympic sports in one spot. Mm-hmm. In and all s- ages. In all ages. So you could have yeah. a girl, you know, that's 19 representing the u.s and the 800 and you could have a woman that's 31 it's just if you are the best you're the best like it's okay. the best of the best no matter what age you are um so that's the cool like the, Olymp- the olympians are literally the best of the best mm. in our country yeah. so it's pretty incredible so yeah i was just representing within my age group um and representing the united states for the 35 to 39 year olds okay
1: that yep. makes
3: sense yep but to wear the jersey that says usa oh, yeah. i mean
0: Amazing. It was, it was seriously amazing to be on team USA. And then, um, being over there at worlds, we all kind of stayed together as a team. We had our own athletic trainers. We had our own directors there. Um, and just supporting each other, being a team because honestly, track is so individual. And so on like a national level, when I go to nationals, I'm competing against everybody else. Like I'm just focused on myself, but going to a place like worlds, We are a team, like we truly feel like we're a team and we're helping each other out, cheering each other on. And it's just like a totally different experience. Yeah, it's
3: amazing.
1: Mm. Is that the uh, highest level of competition that you've ever competed in?
3: Yes. Okay. Yep. Cool. Hands down. So how do you, I guess my question was, get there to qualify to go to Worlds?
0: Yeah, so... um, I mean, you have
3: to do all these other meets. Right. And be top. Right. Okay.
0: Right. So the cool thing is Team USA actually will give us stipends if we're a medal contender. And so they think, okay, your time is fast enough that you really could fight for a medal Mm -hmm. over there representing us. They give you stipends to travel, which is really nice to go represent the U.S. They provide us uniforms. They provide us warm-ups. Wow. um, That kind of thing. And then obviously travel stipends if you are a medal contender to get over there. So throughout the year, it's kind of interesting. I prefer to run in college meets um, because I get really good competition with oh, yeah. the collegiate athletes. And so I'll run it like Nebraska against like the Big Ten girls. Okay. Tracks really unique where you can do that. Like a lot of meets will be invitationals or open meets. And so you can have a professional running against a collegiate
3: which okay, is really so they interesting. Just let you. They just mm-hmm. let me
0: in. And the nice thing is is getting to know a lot of these local coaches, like even the ones at the smaller schools. Um they know who I am and we have a great relationship. And so I'm like, "Hey, just so I don't have to travel to Atlanta or, you know, to California to compete in a meet, I'd way rather stay here for most of my meets to get good marks. And then when I have to do traveling, I'd rather be nationals or worlds. Just being a mom and having a job, it's really hard mm-hmm. for me to just take off and travel everywhere. And so I'll stay here throughout the year and just compete in collegiate meets, which is really nice. And it's super fun. And I've kind of bonded with a lot of those college girls too, which is cool. So they call me mom. I was (laughs) They probably love it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So with that being said, let's, let's rewind. Like we were talking about, how did you, where did you grow up? How did you grow up? Um, What was your life like as a kid?
0: Well, I had an awesome life. Um, I grew up here in Nebraska. I was actually born in Kansas City. My parents are from a small town here in Nebraska, and so they always wanted to move back. And we moved back here when I was four, Um, and my parents built a house in Millard, and they still live there to this day. And so I grew up, you know, actually as a soccer player. I have a brother and a sister, so there was we were a family of five. We were very active athletes and involved in a lot of different sports. But my big love as a child was actually soccer. Um, so I played soccer starting at age nine all the way through college. Um, and that was, like, the only thing I wanted to do. Yeah. And so I was really, really focused on it. Didn't play any other sports at all. Like, I just wanted to be a soccer player. Like, I was really inspired by, like, the 99 Women's World Cup oh team. Me my Ham Mia, Mia Hamm was, like, yes. my idol, you yes. know. And so I was like, I'm going to be, like, I want to play for Team USA. Like, I want to be at the highest level. And... I've just always been really driven like that, weirdly. Like, my parents will always ask. My mom's like, I have no idea where you get it from. Like, how are you so, <laughs> like, just driven and you can never turn it off? And... I've always been that way since I was a kid, like even in PE class, like at the pacer test. Everyone's like, oh, it's the pacer test. Do you guys remember that? A really? yes. capacity mm-hmm. test, the beep test, yep. everyone Yeah, everyone hates I was it. just going to
3: say the beeper, yeah. <laughs> and you excited. Like, oh,
0: no, it's pacer test day. And I'm like inside. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. And like I was, I knew something was different about me. Like, with those moments, and that was, like, fourth or fifth grade. And my mom will never forget it. She had to come pick me up from school because I ran the pacer test so hard because I wanted to be a boy. Like, mm. it was me and a boy left. And I pushed myself so hard that I passed out. So my mom had to come pick me up from school oh, my <laughs> because gosh. I pushed myself so hard. And so she's like, I just don't understand you. We're like, you can just turn it off. It's okay. I'm like, "It's I've you, always been you yeah. driven. And so... In soccer, growing up, too, that was another thing I kind of started to notice about myself, that my favorite part of practice was conditioning. I'm like, who – like, that's not normal, Uh -uh. and I've always just, like, been kind of a sled dog. Like, Mm -hmm. I just like to work really hard. I don't really like the technical stuff. Like, I don't want to spend – two hours working on passing like I just want to run you Mm -hmm. know yeah and so I probably should have figured it out younger that I was meant to just be a track athlete where someone you can just let me go and let me go run Uh and um so yeah I've always just kind of been that sled dog and going through you know I played soccer at Millard West and absolutely loved it um, and then got, you know, fortunate enough to have a scholarship offer at Wayne State to play soccer. And I still just loved, I loved the sport. I loved playing mm-hmm. the games and, and so went there. And um, I remember the, the track coach at Wayne State, he'd come to the soccer games because it's just a really supportive community up there. And he'd come to the games and he came up to me. He's like, hey, you're super fast. Like, have you ever ran track? And I was like, well, I actually ran it in middle school and I was pretty good at it. And, you know, I love doing running and PE and mm-hmm. stuff. And he's like, you know, you should try it. So it's like, all right, because it was a different season than soccer, whereas in high school, they obviously conflict and you can't do both mm-hmm. in Nebraska. Um, and so <laughs> he put me in lane one in a, my, a college meet. Like I had never run high school, nothing, <laughs> put yeah. me in lane one in the 400 meter. I had no idea how to use blocks. He was just like it's fine just run it see what you can do and won it and ran like a 58 and oh, he was dang. like you're running track <laughs> and so luckily he was kind enough to give me a scholarship and really believe in me and you know couple and then another year or two of work I ended up graduating a two-time all-American in nice. the 400 wow. so wow. when yeah. we
1: when we lived in Tennessee the seasons were different and our older daughter did track because she's a big soccer girl mm-hmm and i was always really excited about that Love <clears> it. because it was, it th- was those same skills and she she was so mm-hmm. fast too so i loved mm-hmm. seeing her do but that But here
3: track. in Nebraska it is the same season you had to pick yeah. and i remember doing yeah. track yeah. in high school and not soccer Yeah Yeah, yeah.
1: what uh, what position did you play in soccer
0: I was uh so we played like a flat back four in high school and in college so i was an outside i was right outside defender hmm. like a flank kind of I just love to run. I, would I love have, to run up and run back and try to catch people. And I would
1: have guessed, yeah, that <laughs> if, with your speed and your and what you are as far as like that running, that mm-hmm. you'd have either been like an outside mid or yep. or a striker.
0: Yep, yep, yeah. He, I would, I would just put told my coach, I might like, just put me where I can run. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I didn't really like being a striker. Like they tried, but for some reason. I would rather see the whole field in front of me. Mm -hmm. And so I like to be able to like, if I knew a ball was being passed to a forward, I like to like run really fast and like intercept the ball from her or something. Like, whereas the other way around, I was like, I just didn't like the ball behind me and like trying to read it that way. And so Mm. for some reason, like striking was just not, I just, I didn't really want to do it. And I was, I'm like, I'd just rather be aggressive and be a defender and do as much running as possible. So.
2: Well, you are, you are different and different in a good way. Different is good, right? Yeah.
3: But, you don't but, hear that no, much. And for no.
2: those that don't know, the mm-hmm. 400 and the 800 are the worst races on the planet. Cause yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not long distance. So you can't just get into a stride yep. and it's not a sprint where, okay, 20 seconds later, it's over. Mm-hmm. No. Um, I ran a lot of track in high school and medaled and all that good stuff at state. But I hated it. Mm-hmm. I just did it because we could compete and we could win, and I mm-hmm. loved winning. I did it to win. Yep. Um, but my chest felt like it was going to explode. We're all over on the side, almost, you know, dry heaving. That oh, yeah. oh my god, I hated that <laughs> stuff. Awful. And we were and we were collecting medals, so we were winning. So it was everything was fun except for the two minutes after the race. <laughs> you know so what I mean? True. <laughs> so true.
0: It's so true. Most of the athletes that I coach are the same way, like, I had a really good 400-meter athlete boy who um, broke 49 seconds this year, broke our school record. Wow. And I was trying to convince him to do college track, and he's like, Mrs. Elder... He goes, I know I'm good at it, but I just hate it so much. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) there we go. He's like, it's just so hard because he's, it's a whole new thing because it's like beforehand, you're so nervous, you feel like you're going to throw up. Mm -hmm. During the race, it hurts. And then after the race, you're still in pain. Like there's really really not, but for some reason. Why are you even doing this? I know. (laughs) And I think something about, you know, it's like the four and the eight are so, people don't want to do it because, but it's just like, Those are the distances I'm gifted at. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I wish I could be like super good at long jump or like the 100 meter Mm -hmm. dash and like not be in any pain, but. It's like the Lord and I have a lot of conversations of, okay, <laughs> why am I a lactic athlete? Like, why did you give me this gift? But I think I kind of love it too because it's the stuff that people don't want to do, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. I want to, I want to do the stuff that people don't want to awesome. do, and yeah. I want to push
3: myself. So, uh-huh. Yeah.
2: And and we always, I don't know if you guys are out for track, and you mentioned you were. Yeah,
3: but... I did the 400. Yeah, yes. went to oh, state too. Oh,
2: I'm surrounded by psychos here. <laughs> but uh we always made fun of them but we always secretly you know admired them but it was the sprinters and they'd be wearing the new oakley's and chains and all this other stuff mm-hmm. and they were doing something that you can't they could yeah. run 100 meters in 10 seconds or less you know or 11 seconds or less you know Um, but i always just remember just the dynamics at track meets It was a lot of fun you know now i look mm-hmm. back at it but man i hated that yeah. <laughs> it, is,
3: it is true yeah. when you said that and i kind of forgot about the before how nervous yes. you are mm-hmm. i just nerves. so remember that they're like, real just, and, and i can't imagine mm-hmm. on the scale that you're at so we're talking about like state you know in high school but
2: yeah you must get a, just such a high level of satisfaction you know like mm-hmm. from from that not only the metal but the grind you enjoy that part of it uh, and for me, I, like, I don't I don't know anything about so- soccer. So striker, diker, liker, I don't know what any of this <laughs> stuff means. <laughs> middle infielder. No, that's baseball. So, But I do know I play a lot of baseball, and I like baseball. For me, I like the the actual, like what you're talking about, batting practice, the technical side. Mm-hmm. And I, I just remember we were facing off against this one elite pitcher, and he had a nasty curveball, and he's just striking people out. And I finally was able to hone in on it follow it with my eyes, and smack that thing out of the infield, you know, line drive on his curveball. Yeah. Like, that was a le- level of satisfaction for me. Yep. But— you know um everyone's different so i'm not saying like difference bad you know it's just <laughs> yeah. different folks different just strokes interesting right? yeah. Yeah. yeah i
0: know that's it's funny that you say that my husband's a really technical person too he was a really good punter actually mm. in college wow. and so he's all a technique guy and i'm finding out my oldest daughter is too she's really? just like yeah we she'll go out and run she's like mom i hate running i'm like you know what i'm like i'm just gonna have to accept it so she can hate running like it's fine she's not gonna be me but yeah i he Loves all the technical stuff and breaking stuff down, whereas I'm like, just let me go run. Like I just want to. I don't want to think about. I don't want to think. I just want to push. Does that I'm create a really good balance for you guys, like as a marriage? You it know? is for sure. I would like, think so. Yeah, it yeah. is because he and he loves like watching me compete. He's the best supporter in the whole world. Like I have some really cool pictures that a professional photographer got like while mm. I'm running the eight. Like he's just screaming like. Oh. And just, like, and he was the first person to, like, reach down, like, when they gave me the American flag. And he's like, holding my hand.
2: Oh, that's so cool. Oh, it was the
0: coolest thing ever. And he's so supportive. But, yeah, he, at the same time, he's like, why would you, like, go do six 300s at 800 base <laughs> for your workout for the day? He just wants to go, like, throw yeah. some weight around, you know. Right. And I'm like, No, I'm going to go do six 300s. Like, who would ever Ugh. want to, like, nobody. But yeah. I think when I'm out there and I'm by myself... And it's my me time and I'm like going to that dark place where it yeah. just hurts. Like, I think there's some, I just like learn more about myself every time I do that. Hmm. And I just like get a dig really deep. And then when I'm on the line for competition, you just think back to the months of hard work you did. And you're like, okay, right, now's the fun part. Like, hmm. you just got to go, you know, compete.
2: I want to skip around a little bit here because um, that that sounds Phenomenal, and, like, that's more for to do than I would ever have for anything, really. <laughs> but uh, how do you scale that back? Because you're also a track coach, mm-hmm. and you have to understand that most kids don't have that kind of drive or determination. Most people. So how do you, like, crack a balance between making it fun but also making them competitive?
0: Yeah. I think a lot of it's relationship-based, and I try to really get to know my kids. Um, just I enjoy building relationships. Mm-hmm. But there definitely is times where – You know, I have a kid that, you know, won't, like, will miss practice or something. Mm. And I'm just like, why would you miss
3: practice? Like, like, it's
0: it's because I'm so driven, like, all the time. But I just, I try to, like, take a step back. And realize like I am, that's not very normal. Like the way I'm wired is not the way they're wired and that's okay. It doesn't mean that they're not hard workers, Yes. but I just try to kind of pour into them and show them how much I care about them. And then it's amazing when they know you care, they're willing to work hard. Mm -hmm. Definitely women, Mm -hmm. definitely girls. For
3: sure. And so so when they
0: know that I have their back no matter what, and I'm so proud of them no matter what. Like it's amazing the work mm. you can get out of them, just because they have you know an adult role model that was going to ca- be proud of them no matter what, mm-hmm. and so I just I feel like that angle, you'd be amazed at how much like they show up every day to mm-hmm. work hard just because they know you care. Yeah, and they don't want incredible. to disappoint. They don't yep. want to disappoint yep. you. Yeah,
3: them, mm-hmm. you know they want to work hard. And a role model. kind of for yeah. you, but yep. in turn it's for them. Yep, yeah. Yep. That's
2: a big reason why super talented athletes and uber-driven people are poor coaches because, like, Michael Jordan coaching a kid in basketball, we'll Mm -hmm. make the shot. Go dunk it. Dunk it over that guy. I can't jump that high, okay? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it is.
0: It's a different, like, I truly tell because people ask me all the time. They're like, do you hop in with workouts with your kids? I'm like, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't because my athlete hat and my coach hat are very different. Mm. And so when I'm in athlete mode, I'm, like, a totally different person. Like, I'm Mm. just, like, dialed in Mm -hmm. it's I don't want to be distracted I can't handle people goofing off or like what it's like I am dialed in at that time and so when I'm a coach I know that that's not best for the kids and so I'll never work out with them I always Mm. work out separately and then Mm -hmm. when I'm coaching them I can just focus on them and be the coach that they need and then my athlete piece of me doesn't show up as much Mm. like if I already got my workout in got my training in that I don't feel like I'm you know like getting frustrated with them you know wanting to quit on a rep or something like that i'm just like okay you know there's might be something else going on like i just need to talk to them and you know and i don't get as frustrated than if i try to be you know i'm gonna hop in and reps with them and plus i never want them to feel like i'm competing Mm -hmm. with them because that's not
3: I could just see, though, some guys being like, oh, you want to race? <laughs> oh, it happens
0: It happens all the time. Okay. Actually, more so with just, like, my regular students okay. than it does... Oh, then
3: on the track team? And yes. you're like, come out for track, oh, bro. Oh, I've got
0: so many boys that, like, they'll just be like, Ms. Elder, when are we going to race? I'm like, whatever you want, man. Yeah. Like, let's, <laughs> let's go. Like, After they, school? Yeah. They, and then they're just always like, just kidding. Like, they don't yeah. actually want to race me. Like, they just Hell talk, yeah. but... <laughs> It cracks me up, but
1: I, I think that competition with the kids is is a good thing because I remember growing up playing. I was a soccer player as well, and I remember the number of coaches that I had that I would look at these guys and be like, "This dude couldn't even dream of doing what he's asking me to do." For right sure, now. for sure, mm-hmm. and and never mm. never could have, mm-hmm. never did, mm-hmm. you know. And I just I didn't have respect for them because right. of that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean?
0: Right. And I feel like a lot of the kids, they know the work I put in because yes. I train at Platteview. And so usually I train over the lunch hour and a lot of them will come out there just be like, hi, Mrs. Elder, like watch me train for a little bit. So they know the work I'm putting in. Mm-hmm. And so I think they, there's like a respect there, even for though sure. I'm not running with them. Like they know that, oh, my gosh, Mrs. Elder just did, like, she was almost throwing up after her workout today. Like, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's like she can mm-hmm. do it, like, so can I. And so I think it gives them some encouragement to know that, you know.
3: She's that, actually doing it, Right, too. and same with yeah. being a
0: PE teacher. It's the same thing. You know, it's like you have so many super out of shape. And PE uh... teacher's
3: like, go run.
0: <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I always thought, thought
2: about Kansas's old football coach, Mangino. Like I couldn't get over that. The, di- yeah. the dude's bigger than this table. He's yeah. like a walking sphere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how can how can you yell at, you know, nineteen, twenty three year old right. boys? Yeah. And, you know, I, I wouldn't take that guy serious no matter what. You, think <laughs> you be know, if a I was playing Respect
0: for problem for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Did uh, you know with your drive and, and like you said, your parents were like, I don't know where it came from. Whatever. <laughs> were you the oldest child? Yeah yeah okay yep
0: of course right yes of course i have a typical (laughs) oldest child personality my my dad was an incredible athlete he was really fast and my mom was good too like she was an 800 runner my dad was more of a sprinter um and then my brother and sister both ran college track too so they're they're more 100 meter 200 meter long jump so they're Mm. pretty but yeah they just my my brother's pretty like mentally driven but my sister is just like super talented and she's just like man like why would I run that far? Like, I would never run that far. Like, (laughs) she's like that person. She's the the, middle one? She's She's very logical. She's the youngest. Oh, the youngest. Yeah, she's the youngest. My, my brother's the middle and he's very, he's very driven. Like, you know kind of quiet hard worker and mm-hmm. so the three of us were all very different like we have gifted athletic abilities but yeah all, all of them are just like okay Christina like you just keep they've just accepted that it's just who I am and I can't shut it off <laughs> and they're like I can't believe it like you're still running so fast after three kids and she just keeps going I'm like I'm yeah. gonna go to like Andy more right
3: so. do they all yeah. live in town we, locally
0: they live locally they both my brother and sister both live in Ashland oh, good. so it's just really nice yeah. so they kind of moved out of the city as well um, so they're just, yeah, hop skipping away, which is nice because we're all really close. And then my parents live in Millard. and so it's nice to have family around, cause, yeah, yeah we're a pretty close-knit family, right. Mm-hmm. So
1: I was wondering, um, uh, when you were talking about like the tech side of things and that you're not really into that, and you just want to go mm-hmm. How has that played into you know your success and your training? I mean, there has to be some kind of technical training with this sport, right? Like, kind of how the stride works or, or I don't know what, I mean, some of those things are coming in in into play, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I have two really good coaches. I have my strength and conditioning coach. He's actually just got the award for Nebraska strength coach of the year. So Mm. he's Platteview's strength coach. So he writes all my strength training. And I'm one of those people where I know what I need to do. But if I have someone writing it out Mm. in detail and Mm -hmm. telling me to do it, then I don't have to think about that part, Mm -hmm. the programming. Um, And so that's kind of that technical piece that I don't like to do. And so I just, my coaches write it out and I just do it. And so, and I believe in their system and how they have everything structured, definitely from the strength side, because that side I don't really understand the technical stuff as much. I just trust his programming. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my running coach, it's my husband's best friend, actually, and he's a he's a college coach down in Kansas. He's the head coach at a college, and um, he was the best man at our wedding and everything too. So it's nice because he's like my brother. And so I can just tell him anything, too. Yeah. And he knows me super well. And so with the programming, definitely for an older athlete, you know, getting close to 36, um, it just looks different mm. than, like, a 22-year-old's mm-hmm. training. It just does. Like, we have to pay a lot more attention to, yeah, like, the some of the, the drill work and the technique and that kind of thing to really make sure that my joints are strong and I'm just strong all around and more resilient. And so a lot of it's... Instead of a lot of volume, it's like intensity. And so I have like pretty short practices, mm. but they can be really intense. Um, and working on those drills and like little things like that, like the high knees and the um, like the A skips, B skips, like also a bunch of running drills I do, you know, almost every day. But you to, hold yourself accountable. Yes. Or is there like a check-in
3: mm-hmm. where yep. you're like, all right, did this yep. or what? I yep. mean, it sounds like you wouldn't be not doing it. Yeah, but... I'm pretty coachable. Okay. Like that's the nice
0: <laughs> like I, that's what my coaches say all the time. They're like you're like the easiest athlete to coach. Like you're you're going to do it. Yes. Like we know you're going to do it. And so I don't really even though I'm by myself you know, they trust me and I'll, I'll do film, like I'll record myself running and to perform for purposes. And then my strength coach is, is there, so he can watch a lot of stuff. But my running coach, it's a lot of it's I know what he's trying to explain to me, even though if it's just on the phone or through a text message or programming or whatever. Like, I'm like, nope, I know this is what he wants. Okay. And so I'll just check in with him after every workout. Um, in terms of a lot of it's just splits, you know, like, so I ran 150 meters in Mm -hmm. this time or, you know, just kind of where it's at. But yeah, there is technique, um... I wouldn't say it's a lot of the technique is your, your like 100 meter dash, um, 200 meter dash, which I'll still run some 200s and stuff just to work on speed. Um, but the 400 and the 800 is just a lot of grit. It's a lot of mm-hmm. mental yeah. aspect of it. And it's just getting those hard reps in yeah. at like a lactic, you know, just pushing like literally to that, you know, that redlining, mm-hmm. basically. Like my body's so full of lactic, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to fall over, <laughs> like hitting those oh, kind of workouts, you God. know. That's a lot of it, honestly. So there's not a ton of technical
3: to it. I don't feel like, but it's interesting yeah. to me when you said uh, that you had to work out different than a 22 year old, of course. Mm-hmm. But what is that? I mean, what is the like you said? Are you just it's more of the joints, or like what is the difference? So what you said they would be doing longer workouts and you're doing shorter yeah sometimes I mean, there's a huge difference yeah like okay. it
0: kind of depends on the athlete I think that's why it's so important to have a coach that knows their athlete running so interesting like that because everyone like you can kind of tell like if I were to have a really high volume week because I kind of did the 1500 in the mile for a while as well which was working for a while and then once I started really focusing back on strength training I feel like all my fast twitch fibers kind of came back after I had my kids and so that mile just got harder and harder Mm. because I'm just not an aerobic athlete. Aerobic stuff is really hard for me Um, and so I would just notice like if my mileage was a little bit higher I just felt dead like super dead. I felt slow. You didn't feel like I was poppy. Like when I'm sprinting, I just kind of felt like my legs were cement. Mm. Um, and so I would just write everything down, tell coach Yoder, he's like, okay, we'll make some tweaks. And then we've just kind of adjusted training over the last three years. And we kind of found like a good sweet spot for me that Mm -hmm. my body really likes. And I think it's just kind of testing it out and seeing like how your body responds. That's why it's so important. I always write down how I'm feeling every day after a workout. Like felt flat today, felt good today. You know these were my times, or I didn't hit my times. What do you think the reason is? Maybe I didn't get enough sleep. And so as an older athlete, it's a lot of it's sleep. And so I have to sleep eight to nine hours, mm. like no less. Um, it's nutrition yeah. for recovery. And it's just it's like those little things, you know, and then like mobility stuff, like at night, I'll do five to 10 minutes of mobility before I go to bed, just like making sure I'm like flexible and moving and, and then sleep. And so whereas I was in college, I would like literally show up to a workout. Yeah. And like strap my shoes on and like maybe like half ass my warm up and yeah. <laughs> just hop in, you know? <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's fine. Don't tip. But if I do that now, no way. Is, I will tear mm. every muscle in my legs. Like my warm ups are 35 minutes long. My warm ups are like longer than my workouts generally. Mm. Really? So, yeah.
3: Okay.
1: What do you, with those things that you're talking about, like if you had to list off maybe like three or five things, like individual things that you would say, are the keys to, you know, your current success. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you talked about like sleep, you talked about your diet, you know, you talked about these kinds of things. Would that be easy enough for you to answer? Like what would, what would be those three to five things that you would recommend people that here's what I primarily focus on that, that works for me?
0: Mm -hmm. I would say, um, discipline is probably the first. And so if I went on base, if I did every day based off of motivation, like I would maybe show up twice a week. Mm. Um, So there's still days and I love what I do. And there's still days where like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to go run six hundreds or three hundreds or whatever, but it's just a discipline of like, you got to go do it. Just go there. And usually once I get to the track or once I start, like I'm happy to be there. Mm -hmm. It's just the discipline aspect of like fitting it into my day where if that means I'm up at 5am and I got to be to the track at six, like I'm fitting it in. Like I know I have a busy day today, but I'm going to fit it Mm -hmm. in somewhere. And Mm -hmm. so I would say discipline and consistency is number one Mm -hmm. and just staying consistent. I think the most I've been really consistent with my training now for ever since my son was born. So three years, Um, And I have felt I've been so healthy this whole year, like mentally and physically. So I don't feel burnout mentally. Like I still love what I'm doing and I'm still excited Mm. to race. Mm -hmm. Um, And then physically, I just feel really good. So I don't feel burnout on either course. And I think a lot of that is consistency. And discipline. And then I would for sure say sleep. And that's even for younger athletes. Um, I think that's one thing like my high school kids are just horrible at and they wonder why they feel like crap. But we there's so much research showing that, you know, that human growth hormone is released while we're sleeping. It's literally the repairing Mm -hmm. time for our body and our mind. Um, And so I've been a lot more. I'm like I will not get less than eight hours and if I do it's because a a kid wakes up Mm. you know mommy mommy like sick in the middle of the Mm -hmm. night or something which (laughs) it happens yeah and I just kind of like adjust based on that so if I know I got a poor night's sleep the next day maybe I'll change my workout you know be like I know I probably shouldn't try to hammer out a super hard workout today if my body's just not gonna feel great um, so I'm just really smart about making adjustments too. That was one thing in college. I was like, no, I have, it's Tuesday. I have to do this workout today. Now as an adult, I'm just a lot wiser and I know my body. And so if I know like, hey, it's Tuesday, I'm supposed to do this, but I got a bad night's sleep. I don't feel good. Something's off. Then I'm going to make an adjustment. I'm going to tell my coach that we need to make an adjustment and we do. And I feel like that's given me a lot of longevity. It's mm-hmm. okay. just being able to adjust and not being... You know, unfortunately, a lot of us athletes are very type A, and so changing things is not easy, and I always feel guilty about it or, like, I'm missing out on something. Like, (laughs) it's just, like, who I am, but I feel like I've really dialed it down, and I've learned over time, like, last week I got strep throat, like, so I didn't work out for a whole week. And this week, th- today was my first day back sprinting and I felt super fast. And I'm like, there we go. Like maybe I just needed a whole week of rest. There you go. Yeah. And like, so it's a blessing in disguise. Whereas in college, I would have freaked out. i had been like, it is a week before nationals <laughs> and I have strep throat and I'm not running. Like I would have freaked out and then it would have got me in a bad spot mentally. Mm-hmm. But this, I just wrote it out. And my coach said, he goes, sometimes God just forces you to rest if you're not willing to rest yourself. And (laughs) and then lo and behold, today, it's like I get out, put my spice on. I felt super fast. So I just I'm like, yep, everything's fine. Like it's I'm not Mm -hmm. out of shape. It's fine. Everything's fine. And I would have freaked out when I was younger. (laughs) So I feel like age is a good thing. Like I feel like a lot more of a mature athlete. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then nutrition is another one, too. Um, that I feel is huge that a lot of people miss out on. Now it's, you know, I really look at fu- food as fuel. Like I enjoy it too. Yeah. But like for me, you know, in college, I would just be like, oh, I don't have time to eat. It's fine. Like, I'll just grab a bag of chips or something and on the way. It's like, no, you just ran, you just lifted. You have to get protein and mm-hmm. you need the leucine for repairing. Like definitely as a female athlete, like there's a lot of things going on with hormones. And, and so I've just really tried to educate myself on, what does my body need for me to fully recover and like really pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful because yeah, no injuries, nothing. Like I feel really good and I'm able to, and I think a lot of that is the small little attention to detail mm-hmm. things. It's gotta be. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, being a coach and a mother, right. Mm-hmm. And being all driven and, and he, very interesting. You, you brought up sleep a couple of times there and you're seeing more and more of that I think uh, TB12, Tom Brady and his, Regiment, he talks about sleep all the time. Oh, he does, mm-hmm. and he credits that a lot to his longevity in, in playing football.
3: Okay,
2: how bad or how outraged are you? Because <laughs> I you talk about especially the boys miss out on sleep, mm-hmm. high school kids, mm-hmm. I, and you have a combination that I don't think is beatable, and that is Mountain Dew, Game Fuel, grape flavored, whatever. <laughs> uh cod cod call of duty keeping kids up all night playing video games all these things that are the worst you just described the good that is the worst all just rate right in one keeping kids up draining their brain power not allowing them to sleep like as a as a mom and a coach and all those things i mean how bad is that
0: oh it's really bad um i'm actually the health teacher too so um, I have kids that come into my classroom first hour and you can just tell they like went to bed at three, you um. know, and they come walking into my classroom with a massive energy drink and cereal or something. I'm just like, nope, you can't eat that in here. Like I just tell them, I'm like, you can't eat that in here. And they're like, why? I'm like, it's not protein. So it's nothing good for your brain. So right now you're super tired. So you're going to sugar spike yourself and then you're going to... In my class, like mm-hmm. you're just gonna like you have no focus, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of it is like just an overall cultural problem because we have like this junk food that. Because I was bad in high school too. Like I don't know about you guys. Like i I'm very I bad. did not Still eat. Am. I did not eat the greatest, <laughs> but they they're like well it's sold as food so it's food and it tastes yeah. good and so yeah. they're not really looking at the complexity of mm-hmm. the whole thing whereas i look at it so much now as fuel it's like you are fueling yourself terribly right now like how are you going to get through 8 hours of school you practice mm-hmm. after school and you have had no protein, like you're just, but they all even ask him, like, what is a protein? They're like, oh, they don't even know. You know, it's just like everything they eat is sugar, carb.
3: Yeah. And
0: then a teenager should not be drinking an energy drink, like 100% no.
3: Hmm.
0: Um, and so I'll just kind of try to educate them. And we, I do like hardcore nutrition in my class. And so I just want to teach them the basics of like, this is a protein, this is a carb, this is a fat. And this is what you need for your body. Like you guys are growing and plus you're sports, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of our serious athletes, like, they'll actually listen. And they yeah. like, oh, can you tell them? Like, what what should I do? Like, what should I eat? And so I'll tell them, you know, I'm like, just keep it super basic and keep it to, you know, whole foods and apples and apples. Steak is a steak. Something that's not a box. Yeah, something yeah. that doesn't come out of a box. Yeah. Yep.
2: I love this conversation. With, I, I really get into with, this.
1: With, for sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what I was thinking about, like, because we're at, like, 40 minutes. What do you guys think about doing, like, just a, uh, if we've got time to do um, a few... A separate one, twenty, thirty mm. minutes on just some of this nutrition okay.
2: stuff. Okay. I'm I'm game. I would so, love that. Yeah, let's hmm.
1: do that. Yeah. So let's let's move on from that for now. Um what else did you have in that that you were wanting to ask that, that um, was outside of like diet and
3: food and stuff? Yeah, so teaching. You said you are a gym teacher and mm-hmm. then health. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. I didn't know if you had an actual, if you were a math teacher, or I I thought it was gym. Yep. Health and PE.
0: It's the best. It's so much fun. But is it
3: junior high or high school? It's
0: both, actually. Oh, you have both. Yeah. So our junior high is on the same campus as the high school. Okay. Um, which I actually really love because. I'm the only health teacher in the district. And so they have to take health eight as eighth graders. And then they have to take it again their sophomore year um, in high school. And so I literally watch the kids grow up. So I teach, yeah, literally half high school, half junior high. So I have junior high, PE and health. And then I have high school health and PE.
3: That's like our school out here at Conestoga. Mm -hmm. Yep. We kind of
0: have that shared campus, which I love because I feel like the younger kids are around the older kids a lot. Mm -hmm. And so there's a cool, like inspirational thing there in terms of like you know they get to be a part of oh, the yeah. sports and like oh. it's just yeah it's it's a good thing for them for sure yeah
2: do you, yeah
3: Go do ahead. you see um with your kids you said they were all geared a little bit different mm-hmm. but them being athletes i mean is that easy to see well, well you said your son's three yeah. i mean can you see that he yeah. wants to be like throwing a ball or kicking i mean just even at a young age i just feel like i I always thought we could, yeah. With our oh, kids. for sure, I yeah. can.
0: Like, just like simple things. And I'm really big. I just want my kids outside. You know, yeah. it's just like jump off the porch. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. go run around on the grass. Like, I I want them outside, outdoors. Like, just getting dirty and yeah. Like, I'm huge for that. And I wish I would have grown up on a little bit more land so I could have. <laughs> you know, we were still outside all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just I want them outside and just and I'm huge too. And I think a lot of it's because I've seen really intense sports and I've been so intense my whole life, but it's never felt forced, but I don't want my kids to feel like, like they have to be super competitive right away. Like I'm like, you can just go outside and like come up with like a backyard game, like just for fun. Mm -hmm. And then you're being active. You're learning like teamwork, cooperation, like these simple skills Mm -hmm. that I want my children to be around. And I want them to be around sports. I just want to make sure that, you know, because mommy is so serious and mommy trains so hard and moms, you know, like I have to be like mom, like because I don't yeah. want them to feel that way ever. Um, definitely because they're around track mm-hmm. a lot because I coach it and I run it. And so like with my oldest, um, she did her first little like little kids track. And honestly, she just didn't love it. Mm, And I told her, I was like, I want you to always be honest with me. And she is a technician. So she did gymnastics and now she's doing diving. And so she just loves technique and she's super athletic. Uh But she would rather... You know, for me, I just crack up because she's like at two-hour diving practice, and you stand there, you stand there, you do your dive, correct technique, stand there, stand. I'm like, I would go nuts. Yeah. I'm like, I need to be running, man. Like, <laughs> I would go nuts. But she's so opposite. She of loves me. It. She just loves technical stuff, uh-huh. and she loves soccer too. Yeah. So she does get some running in with soccer, but it's very like because I want to play soccer. Like, it's, I just don't want to like run. But you probably the track. won't
3: want to be doing track. You can tell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But
0: it's, she still likes like long jump. Like she likes yeah. the technical stuff. So I'm like, honey, you just do what you want to do. And yeah. I just, I tell, and luckily she's so honest with me and she's not afraid of disappointing me when she tells me she doesn't like the 400 meter dash. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, most people don't like the 400 meter dash. It's okay. I'm yeah. on board with her. <laughs> I like her a lot. Andy <laughs> was yeah. on board forever ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you don't have to do that. Like I'm just excited to watch my kids excel in whatever they choose. I just want them, if they pick something, you can. Commit to your team and you work hard. Like, mm-hmm. that's all I ask. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but my son, I can already tell with him, like him and my middle child, my daughter who's six, like they jump off the front porch and see who can jump the furthest. Like, yeah. you can definitely tell there's like competitiveness mm-hmm. ingrained, which I'm like, there's gotta be, cause like my husband's super competitive too. Uh-huh. And then I'm the way I am, but we're, we just try to never mm-hmm. force it. We just, yeah. it's funny to watch it kind of blossom naturally yeah. in them. So it's but yeah, it's fun to watch as a mom. I love it. That's awesome.
3: One Mm -hmm. of the things
1: I'm curious about is you've talked a little bit about like kind of living outside of the big city. And how um, that's something that you wanted to do. And that's been beneficial for you guys. Obviously, you grew up in the Millard area, which is pretty much in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you see the differences there? And why? Why do you gravitate towards that today?
0: I think a big thing is the community aspect of like a smaller town that I really loved. I mean, I had a great childhood. I loved the schools I went to, loved my high school, but it was just huge. You know, yeah. I graduated with, you know, 400 plus, 500 kids, I think. And I just didn't know any different. And then I went up to college in Wayne, which is a really small community. And I was like, this is amazing. Hmm. Like, it's like a just mm-hmm. such a... I don't, it's so hard to explain. It's just got different vibes. That was a, mm-hmm. had
2: to have been a culture shock. For it was a for total you. culture shock. Cause I'm from shock. the Wayne area. Yeah, okay. it yeah.
0: was, and yeah. just meeting everybody from smaller towns yeah. Yeah. Um, up there, and so I kind of got immersed into the like agricultural stuff and uh-huh. like that I'm like this is amazing mm-hmm. like this is and I told my parents I'm like why didn't you put me at a smaller school she's like <laughs> i know but cuz they grew up in a really small so they went to Stromsburg high school Holy so wow. really tiny and both my parents yeah they're high school sweethearts so um, and so I just knew, I think, once I went up to Wayne and kind of experienced that smaller community, like that that's what I loved. And then when I moved back here, luckily, there was a job opening at Platteview High School. And so I took that. And then once I got involved in the community, I'm like, this is exactly what I want. This is what I want for my kids. This yep. is where I want to be. I know every single kid mm-hmm. in the junior high and the high school. Every single kid. Yeah, because
3: you have to mm-hmm. teach every yep. single one.
0: Whereas when I graduated at Millard West, I vividly remember sitting There in my graduation gown and looking at people on the stage, like, I've never seen that person before in my life. Like, I'm graduating with Mm -hmm. them. I've never seen them before. And so I think just this, yeah, that community aspect of Platteview, the whole town shows up for basketball games, football games. And it was amazing. Like, I don't know if you saw on social, but. The whole community did, like, a send-off for yes. me when I went mm-hmm. to Poland. Uh-huh. I was like, what? This is, like—and my parents were just in awe. They're like, mm-hmm. what an amazing community. Like, they truly—we show up for each other no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, we're a family.
2: So your parents ran track for Stromsberg then, mm-hmm. right? Yep. That was the rowdy school at all like, of our track you've talked
3: about <laughs> a rowdy school before <laughs>
0: it's,
2: it's stromsburg
1: those guys i mean their their
2: tent had some fun wild things going on we're like what are they
0: doing in there uh,
1: so having a lot of fun we're over starting there. to put this picture together <laughs> yeah on why she is the way she is yes. yep. Yep.
0: no my dad legit told me a story like two weeks ago so my they're both they were dating in high school my mom and my dad and they were uh-huh. both on the track team my dad like showed up late, like he his coach had to come find him because he was sitting with my mom in like the school bus in the parking lot. Oh gosh.
3: I know. Oh, they didn't tell me what out. they didn't tell me what was
0: going on, but I'm like, oh, you can spare me those details. <laughs> yeah. But the coach had to come get my dad and be like, Mark, get out there. You're supposed to be running. So he literally like ran and he said he still had my mom's class ring on, like the uh, necklace. Stop. And so He's running a four hundred with the ring <laughs> bouncing <laughs> off his chest, oh, man. and I think he said he won still. Like he oh, was super gosh. fast, yeah. that's funny. but he like didn't warm up at all and like got on the track. I'm like, Dad, come on, man. Third like, <laughs> call,
2: third call. Like, 400. Yeah. Boy, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a Stromsburg story right there. That's there a great
3: Strasbourg <laughs> story. Oh my gosh, that's so good. So good. Yeah. So what is the rest of like? the next few years look like for you you just want to keep racing like what's the next goal yeah I mean do you think about that
0: yes I do I'm I'm very like goal oriented I like having I feel like now I'm pretty good about enjoying my downtime too so I have nationals next week um this outdoor season's been kind of an experiment because I came off of uh, an indoor worlds and so there's indoor and outdoor track so there's two different seasons for track um and so worlds was actually indoors which Mm -hmm. means it's a smaller track. It's a 200-meter track. And so you run, like for the eight, I have to run four laps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's different, which I actually kind of like it more because the vibes are fun because it's inside of an arena and it's really loud and everyone's yelling Mm -hmm. and it's pretty cool. Okay. And um, it's banked, so the edges are banked. And so it's (laughs) like it's just fun. It's just different. Um, So we were obviously peaking for me to do really well at Indoor Worlds. And so that was late March into April. And so my coach was like, well, we can either take take time off and not not run outdoor if you feel like you're mentally just you know that's coming off of a huge high and like it's it is kind of interesting coming back after a high like that like i've been training for this for months and then you know it went really well obviously i meddled but you come back and you're just kind of like whoa like it's almost like kind of depression almost it's super strange yeah it's an interesting athlete thing that i've been trying to be more verbal about like with other people because you know i feel like high school kids too they come off a state track and it's kind of like Oh, it's just like kind of a, like you like feel like a... this weird, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know now if it's what? like a mental fatigue. Yeah. It's like a now what feeling. Yeah. yeah I
2: wanted sure. to ask you about that because it has to be more than just a goal. And you, you mm-hmm. kind of spelled that out earlier where it's more of a routine, you know, cause you don't always want to get up and do the hard thing. Right. Right. You know, it's just gotta be an expectation of yourself. Yep.
1: Would yep. it be similar to like, um, you know, a lot of women go through like postpartum.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It feels really similar. Yeah. It does. It's. Like, yeah. Or like you're planning for your wedding, you know, like it's a super big day, super exciting, lots of emotions. And you come off of it and and you're you're just like, whoa, like what just happened? Like, it's kind of like the same feeling. Um, But I've tried to be really verbal about that on social media because I think a lot of people don't talk about Mm -hmm. that, like in athletics. Mm -hmm. And I think with track, it's more specific, like it happens more often because it's very individual based. And so it's kind of like okay, my identity was very much in that for like a long time. Mm -hmm. And then you come back and you're like, no, what? Like, So then you
3: probably always feel like you're searching for the next thing to raise. Right, right. Because you want that not that high is that
0: yeah there is like a high to it for sure like an emotional high um the nice thing is as i think with maturity too like my identity doesn't lie in my performances anymore whereas i feel like in college it very much was like i had highs and lows all the time based off of Mm -hmm. performances and now i'm like if a race goes bad I'm like, it goes bad. Like, I'm just going to learn from it and move Mm -hmm. on. Or like a super good experience like that. I come back and I'm like, I'm more than a track athlete. Like I am a mom. I'm a teacher. Like I'm a woman of God. Like I have, you know, like I, there's other things that are me that Mm -hmm. aren't just like my track performances. And so I feel like I've grown a lot in terms of being like wrapped up in that identity of like, whoa, that's over now. What? Um, so I can kind of bounce back quicker, but there's still this weird, Like, you come down from it like, wow, I worked really hard for that for a long time, and it's just over, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's kind of a weird feeling. But luckily, I was feeling really good, and so my coach and I decided, like, okay, let's run some outdoor. And so I've been competing outdoor, and I've raced really well. Mm -hmm. Haven't run a ton of races, but I've been running well. So we decided, okay, let's do nationals. Um, and then I get my time off. So like August and September are kind of my downtime. Like I don't really do a lot. I might, I'll stay in shape and do some training here and there, but it's not like really focused training. But what is
3: not doing a lot to you? Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's probably,
3: yeah. it's a, probably a lot to us. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's less like training it's more like he lets me for like a solid couple weeks he's like just work out do whatever you want if you want to go for a walk go for a walk if you want to go to the gym go to the gym like it's just kind of pick what you want to do Uh and so i'll kind of like yeah like for a week i'll just like go on walks with my dog and -hmm. then i'm like all right i'm starting to get over i'm kind of bored from that now i want to do something like Mm -hmm. maybe i want to start i just like it's all When my brain is ready to run again, then I'm like, okay, like I'll start running again a little bit and just not time anything like I just feel like running to feel good. And so I try to separate the whole like, okay, I have to hit splits or whatever and just like kind of enjoy running again, like for a little bit just without pressure.
3: Do you Mm -hmm. take days off? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, your body needs rest. We talked about a lot, but I don't know if a full day of not doing. Yep. A workout is mm-hmm. in your regimen. Yeah,
0: he'll definitely structure those in there. Like yeah. it's generally like a down day for me would be like a 20 minute jog, like a recovery run. And mm-hmm. sometimes, honestly, I feel better after doing a 20 minute recovery run the next day than if I took the day completely off. Like it's almost like it flushes stuff out and like it just kind of makes me feel better to sweat a little bit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then it's just nothing strenuous like i never like see how fast i'm i just some days is a 10 minute mile pace like i just really feel like draw like literally like almost walking and then some days i'm running like 740 pace it just kind of depends i just listen to my body and that's kind of my recovery Hmm. days or i'll just take a day completely off if i'm just wiped then i'll just take the day off too yeah
3: yeah Mm -hmm. so then you leave thursday
0: yeah leave thursday And when do you
3: run friday
0: I run, so I actually run in a prelim on Thursday, which was poor timing on my part, but hopefully I just need to get to the next <laughs> round. <laughs> so a prelim of the 400 on Thursday and then the final for the 400 on Friday and then the 800 final on Saturday. Wow. And so it's kind of a lot. I know the rounds are kind of hard, but. Where's that in? Greensboro, oh, North okay. Carolina. Yeah. yeah. And then some time off and then next year is an outdoor world's year. Oh. So it'll so be late July, 2024 in Sweden. Yeah.
3: Wow. Yeah, so that'll That's be cool. the
0: big prep. And then there's a couple teammates and I. We're actually eyeing the world record in the 4x4, and we okay. really want to try to get that in indoor season. So there's a couple of us. We think we can hit it. So the 35 to 39 world record
3: very in 4
0: by 4 So that would be something super fun because I don't get to do relays very much anymore. Like in mm-hmm. high school, you always get to do relays. Yeah. But, yeah, when you're individual and semi-pro, you don't really get opportunities for relays unless it's world. So, yeah. Yeah. And long. all these other
3: ladies are training mm-hmm. all these other places yep. and different just we just through. yeah,
0: we stay real we're a tight-knit family. Um, we kind of like just like we all have each other on social media and we just keep in contact. we share training stuff and pictures and you know, just keep in touch, text each other like we're all very we're just scattered everywhere, you yeah. know, like California, North Dakota. Um, there's two of us here in Nebraska. Um, and then, yeah, we're just spread out all the way on the East coast, but we all fun. keep in touch and then we get to see each other at nationals. So it's kind of a fun like reunion, even That's though exciting. we're competing against each other sometimes, but we're still just all really good friends. So yeah. Very cool, mm-hmm. That's cool yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, the, um, the small town school district that you work for is very lucky to have somebody like you around. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of folks like that within a lot of these school districts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk about it with the one we're involved in. The, the amount of impact that you have on these kids, you know, and, and, and on, the, on the community as a whole, um, you know, we all can only hope mm-hmm. that we've got uh, folks like you involved. So that's great. Uh, mm-hmm. Sounds like you're doing really awesome things. I'm sure the kids in the, in the town and the area really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, means a lot. Means a lot because it is. I mean, there's days where teaching is very, it's 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 a tough job, (laughs) you know. Like it's just, I feel like a lot of the ones of us that really really care, we're very emotionally invested Mm -hmm. in the kids, Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's just a it's a long day of you know you're a therapist, you're a teacher, you're a coach, you're a cheerleader, you're you know it's all the things, and um, but it's the best job in the world. It Mm -hmm. is, but it's yeah, it's. It's amazing. I love it.
1: Good deal. All right. So if you guys don't have anything else, do you have anything else you want to dig into? Nope. Um, To kind of close it out, uh, with all of our guests, we have a gift. So in this box right here uh, from a company in O'Neill, Nebraska uh, called Handlebend. So they hand-make all these products, and their products are all copper. So it's like copper mugs, copper straws, like these different copper-type things. And then obviously they hand-build that packaging, which is pretty sweet.
0: That's so super cool. So
1: what you've got there is uh, I believe what they call their whiskey sippers, which obviously you can put anything in it you want. Mm-hmm. But oh, Tyler uh, will be excited about that. <laughs> they're yeah. a, a pretty tall handmade copper glass with the Farm focused logo uh, embossed on there. Um, so just something cool that we like to give as a thanks for coming. Yeah. So hopefully Thank you guys you. can enjoy that. Yeah. The Handle Bend mm-hmm. boys up in O'Neill, uh, handlebend.com. We've been working with them since the beginning. Yeah, um, They've just got awesome, awesome products.
3: Really, really cool stuff. Absolutely. That's cool. If
1: anybody's looking for any kind of... Very unique gift, or even just something cool for yourself. Mm-hmm. Visit, you have to chisel it open with that out. little
3: crowbar there. Mm.
1: And again, small town, small town Nebraska <laughs> yep. company. So yeah, Love and if,
2: you, if you're driving through O'Neill, take a minute and stop in. uh They did a really neat thing on like the main drag there, where they took an old building that had been vacant for a number of years mm. and worked together with a few other businesses. It's really cool. Yeah. We keep saying we're going to go
3: there. Awesome. We need to.
1: Yeah, we will. We'll be up okay. there. It's we'll been a long time.
0: Yeah, we had I had some friends at Wayne from O'Neill.
1: Mm-hmm. So, really?
0: but it's been yeah, it's probably been twelve years since I've been to O'Neill. Yeah. So thirteen yeah. years.
1: Yep.
3: Cool place. Well thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah Christina,
1: thank, thank you so much.
0: Thank you guys for having me. So well, much fun.
1: Yep. And folks, uh, stay tuned. We're gonna do one more episode on uh on some yeah. nutrition type things. That's that's yeah. gonna be interesting. I'm excited for that. So all, all right. right, cool. Well Later. we'll close it out. Thanks.